Everybody, this is Barry and Ruth Borthasol. We're excited to be with you today. Just love that song about praising God's temple because that's what really this is all about. This is the beginning of a new five-week podcast series. And it's really about the principles of spiritual authority. It's in chapter five in my book on page 30. And you will hear information later on this podcast on how you can get the book or the notes. And it's all from my book, Your Body is God's Temple. Now, when you think about that, it's such an incredible concept. So there are over 8 billion people in the world. That means there potentially are 8 billion temples walking and running around, which in itself is an enormous concept. We all know that COVID-19 has changed the world forever. These five coming podcasts, including today, will be about how God is willing to heal our land. We all know that is so important today. It is time for a spiritual fitness prayer and the power of hope. As I say in my book, hope is not an illusion. It is the assurance that good things are going to happen based upon the promises in God's word. So if your marriage is failing, if your business or finances are sinking, if your children are in trouble, if your health is at risk or any other issue, there is hope in the living God. So today we're going to talk about the first principle of agreeing with God to heal our land, and it's called take the time to prepare for prayer. Now, prayer is something they say about 60% of uh, people in North America pray every day, which is good. But prayer is like going on a diet. If you're going to go on a diet, you just can't say, well, I'm going to go on a diet and expect the pounds to come up. It's not going to happen. Or with exercise, I'm going to exercise. But if you don't follow the principles of exercise, it's not going to happen. And that's really what the Word of God says about the principles of prayer. And that's what Ruth and I want to talk to you today about. So on page 30 in my book, Your Body is God's Temple, there are eight important prayer principles. So that again, this is like, here's the diet, now here's what you got to do. So here are eight important prayer principles that Ruth and I would like to bring to your attention today. And this is on page 30 in the book. Number one, repent of all known sin, 1 John 1, 5 to 10. Ruth? Then this is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him 
and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now, there are five ifs in that passage. And in fact, there are over 1,500 ifs in the Bible, which means that it is our choice. God's not going to make us do that. The second one is uh, Psalm 66, 18 to 20. God cannot hear us if we do not repent of sin. Number three is a passage found in Matthew where we are told that we must forgive others. Otherwise, God cannot forgive us. That's a huge, huge undertaking because we all have people in our lives who have done something against us, me included. But what Jesus said is we have no choice but to forgive them. And that's part of repentance. Number four is do not worry. Worry is a sin. And in Matthew chapter six, we are told not to worry. And I'm going to ask Ruth to comment on her dealing with that sin. <laughs> well, you know, growing up, uh, people would say, don't be a worry wart. And uh, even today, people say to us, well, don't worry, don't worry. And it's easy for them to say. Um, but, you know, I believe that worry is habit forming. I think it can become a pattern in life. And there's, um, there's so much to worry about in our world today, in the natural. So for me, I think it's actually a discipline to allow worry not to get a grip on me and to actually just really uh, grab a hold of that. Worry is not attractive and it brings on um, uh, health issues or relationship problems. So if we stay um, with without worry, um, I think it's a declaration. Uh, in the Bible, it talks about be anxious for nothing. And sometimes I say, for nothing, but yes, for nothing. And then I, I breathe. And, and the, that verse goes on to say, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Oh, thanksgiving. So I think one of the antidotes to, to worry for me is, is to be uh, in a place of praise. There's a lot of hymns um, that, that talk about uh, just giving it to the Lord. And I, I think that for me, um, uh, even though that old hymn, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And so if I'm walking with the Lord, he, if I am truly a temple of the living God, then worry has no place in my life. Hi, and thank you for joining us on the Solomon's Porch Teaching Podcast. Barry and Ruth wanted me to just invite you to check out Barry's book, Your Body is God's Temple. Your body is God's temple serves to remind us that feeding ourselves the nourishment it needs while rejuvenating one's faith journey is as energizing now as it has always been. As a former pastor and current growth expert for individuals and organizations, Barry understands how to bring real world issues into perspective through the lens of scripture's biblical principles. In these challenging times, his search for truth in God's word provides a welcome faith foundation for believers 
providing the careful reader support and guidance in their quest for answers. If you'd like to order a copy of Your Body is God's Temple, which is the book that this podcast is based on, go to solomonsporchteaching.com forward slash store. That's solomonsporchteaching.com forward slash store. And now let's get back to Barry and Ruth and the podcast. Principle number five, like Solomon, we are told to ask God for wisdom while we all need wisdom today. And I'm going to ask Ruth to read James 1, 5 to 6. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. You know, those two verses are incredible. But, but, to understand those verses in chapter 3 in the book, it's really, really incredible information where it talks about preparation or the principles of what you have to do before you ask for wisdom. It's worth reading it and following that because that is a strong principle of prayer. Number six, Ruth is going to read John 15, verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. (laughs) Now, there again, that's an incredible promise. When you read that whole chapter it's about the vine and jesus being the vine and we know how that works with orchards the word abide get this now is mentioned seven times in that story the number seven in the bible is the number of completion or the number of perfection principle number seven always always address your prayer to the father ask everything in the name of jesus Remember, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The meaning of intercession is to meet with, to make a petition. That's an incredible promise, and Ruth is going to comment on that. Uh, uh, well, the, the best example of, for that is how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven. And um, starting a prayer every time with our Father is very calming. Hallowed be your name. Uh, But I also know in my heart that God Almighty is fine with my, oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, and David cried out many times in the Psalms for God to have mercy. And and I often, um, I I think I often have that prayer right out of my my lips. Uh, Furthermore, I think prayer is conversation with my dear Heavenly Father, where, where I also listen. You know, in Peter, it says, casting all your care about him, for he cares for you. Um, This is, uh, you know, this is not about uh, placing it neatly at the feet of Jesus. It says casting. And uh, so I come as I am. And I'm always trying to remind myself that the prayer also includes uh, adoration and praise. It's just not me always, oh, God, help, help. Remembering that I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the Lord also dwells in the praises of his people. 
That's terrific. We've got one more, number eight. I'm going to ask Ruth to read 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. So this one is for men only. Ladies, uh -huh. make sure your man hears this. Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Now, be in other words, men, if we don't treat our wives and care for them biblically, then there's no sense in praying. Because the word me, the word hindered means cut off. Also, another tremendous biblical principle that is connected to this prayer from the Old Testament is remember when God created. Adam, he was alone, and he said it was not good for man to be alone. So he created Eve, his wife. I can just imagine what Adam said to Eve when he first saw her, like, where have you been all my life, honey? But the word helpmate is the word divine aid. So for men to have their prayers answered, First Peter chapter 3, verse 7, is incredible principles. So there are eight principles that we, I use in my daily prayers. I have found myself personally that since discovering these truths, my prayer life has increased dramatically. And I want to give you just a tip on prayer. And this is from way back. <clears throat> the word Acts, the fifth book of the New Testament, A-C-T-S. Here is a good way to remember how to pray. Number one, acknowledge, A, acknowledge God, who he is, his holiness, his divinity, etc. Number C is confession. That's repentance. Letter T is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for everything that he's done for us. And S is supplication or requests. Good way to remember. Now, next week, we're going to go on to the second principle in seeking God to heal our land, and it's called learning to wait on the Lord. Now, this is tough because it's about patience, but in the book of Psalms, it says we will not survive spiritually. Get this now. We will not survive spiritually if we do not learn to wait. Psalm 130 Verses 5 to 6, wait with patience. Also in Psalm 130, it says, wait in prayer. So it's like it's like the diet again or the exercise. Just because you go on a diet, you don't lose 10 pounds the next day. Or if you exercise, you're not in shape in two days. It takes time, but the principles have to be followed. That'll be the next podcast. So I'm going to ask uh, Ruth to close in prayer, and then we're going to have a beautiful song that really ties into this whole podcast series by the Maranatha Singers called In His Time. God bless you. Honey, please close. Yes, and I just want to uh, remind ourselves, Barry, and our friends that it's the Holy Spirit that intercedes for us to Jesus Christ. And uh, there's a great consolation in knowing that even today, the Holy Spirit is making intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. 
and um, he's doing the intercession. This takes some of the this takes some of the angst out of it for us. So Lord, we thank you again for your presence, your very presence that dwells within us today. And we ask that we will continue to be vessels, vessels of honor, somehow use us to your glory. And we pray that you would be meeting the needs of our friends who listen today and bring a blessing over them, your banner of love and hope and protection and provision. In your name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.